What is up, my party people? This week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast is brought to you by Get Off Your Ass and Into Your Life, an immersive book experience by yours truly, Danny Driso, that's going to help you take action, overcome your fears, and stop apologizing for living your dream life. This book is for the unshishable, the limitless, and anyone who's done with apologizing for who they are and are ready to turn the volume up on their dream life. Every single chapter I've written has included real-time dares to get you out of your comfort zone and into mastering your love life, your career, and your relationships with real and raw stories from my own personal life from hot mess to somewhat of a success. This book will keep you laughing all the way to your best life ever. If you want to own your extra and turn the volume up on who you are, go to daniellederizzo.com slash book. And if you want to join me IRL in real life for my official book launch party where I'll have book signings, games, and you'll get to meet me in person, go to daniellederizzo.com slash events. If you are coming from out of town or you want to have a VIP day with me, that is also an upgraded option. So go ahead and email danny at daniellederizzo.com for more info on that. Without further ado, I bring you this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. Up, what is up, friends? And welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. Today we have one of my very close friends and amazing, amazing human beings in my life. She is such an inspiration. Her name is Courtney Schoberg. If you have not heard her speak before, if you've not been in immersed in her world before, you are missing out, and I am so honored to be able to bring that experience to you. She is the hashtag queen, and she is an all-over badass. She is such a kind human being, but she also is like a total badass and also takes all the heart that she has just for humanity, for herself, for everyone in her life, and she funnels it into being a master at what she does and holding so much space for so many people and having so much love poured into her programs, her membership, her private coaching, and just being a human being in general. And I'm so excited to get her to you. So without further ado, I'll put all the links below. If you want to find out more information about Courtney and her story, we really dive deep into the nitty gritty in this episode. We get right into it. So if you do want to hear more of her story, We actually recorded a podcast last year, an episode together on this podcast, so you can search that up and you can listen to that before or after. But without further ado, I bring you Courtney, the hashtag queen. Okay, what's up? What's up? Welcome to the podcast again, Courtney. (gasps) I know. I was just thinking about that. I was like, dang, I must be special. I've been on here twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so wild because that was like a year ago, more than it that. It was, which is so cool because I feel like if people were to go back like and listen to our other episode and then listen to us now, like kind of like I love your video that you always post of like your first live. So it's so cringy. And like, yeah. oh my God, because mine, yeah, like, mine are similar. Yeah, we're so quiet and like <laughs> unsure of ourselves. And now we're like, bitches, look at me. <laughs> Right? Do you like? I did the mashup where I was like, literally, like, "Hi guys, thank you so much." Oh, oops, sorry. Did you hear my phone? I'm so sorry. Let me apologize. And then right after that, it's like, "Sup, bitches." (laughs) So I feel like we should listen to our podcasts back to back. 
so we can see like how much we've changed in a year because I, I think a lot of people underestimate the power of 365 days. Yes. And even when like, I feel, I feel a lot of people, and I did this too, when I looked back at where I was and where I'm at now, it's like financially, you could say there hasn't been a lot of growth and there's been like bumps and like there's been shit that's hit the fan and shit, all that stuff. So it's like, if you just compare that one section of your life, you're missing so much growth because the amount of clarity and confidence and, and the amount of ownership that I have around my message now is like 360. And so, and I I needed that to happen because now the amount of speaking gigs that I'm getting and like for where is like so fun and exciting. But a year ago I would have been scared shitless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, growth is like, it's like success. It's so, um, what is the word? It's limited. Like it's different for every single person, you know? And I think, yeah, a lot of people think, oh, my business didn't grow because I didn't make any more money. And it's like, well, are you happier? Are you working with your dream clients? Do you feel more confident in yourself? Because really truly in one year, even if you don't make more money, like Danny in 2020 is going to make more money than she's ever made in her whole entire life. I feel that so deeply. Do you know how many people have told me that? And it's so funny because I feel it too. I'm like, this is, I remember writing my book and I remember the, for one of the first pages and I used to get so much anxiety when I was, so I took playwriting for like four years. Yeah. And one of the people, the person who was the mentor for the class, he's like a best-selling author. He's like so freaking cool. He's, he's a playwright, stuff like that. Clem Martini was who, um, was my personal mentor throughout that. He's the Dean of the What's like I was supposed to say the industry, not the dean. <laughs> the dean of the industry um, <laughs> of the whatever, whatever that's called. School. The dean of the not the dean of school. The program. The, the program, kind of. Yeah, the arts. Yeah. The arts. Oh, like, okay. The arts, okay. Right? The faculty. The dean of the faculty. And so, um, when I went to go to class, I would have anxiety when people read my stuff out loud. I would want to throw up. I remember skipping one time and then because I'm such, I was such a people pleaser too, though. So I skipped class because I didn't want them to read my work because I wasn't confident and it felt so intimate and I hated it. And then I walked up to him because I saw him at a show later that day, <gasps> at a theater show. The day that you skipped? The day that I skipped. Oh, of course. Of course. And I could have totally like not said anything and he wouldn't have said anything. But I walked up to him and I started crying and I said, um, I didn't go to class today because I suck. <laughs> and I started crying. And he's like, oh, they were there. Did you all like, you're fine. But it was so funny because I had that moment of like flashback to that moment. And then I was sitting there writing the book and I had this flash forward of this book will outlive me. And it was such an outer body experience. And I've said that multiple times when I'm writing and it has gained so much momentum. Like literally when I was writing, I'm like, oh fuck. Like it was an oh fuck moment where I'm like, oh shit, this is real. Like it wasn't something that I anticipated doing, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yes. It wasn't what I was anticipating doing at all. I would never have said I'm a writer ever. I was the girl who in junior high and high school would be like, Hey, can I do a video essay? Cause I suck at writing. Like, I remember when they told me that and I was like, bitch, where were you in my life? Cause I would have gotten way better grades in school if I would have asked my teachers that. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> funny. Cause that's the only reason why I passed English class in like grade 11 or 12. And oh I still God. have the video. And what's wild is like it mimic. It's all about the masks we wear. Get this. It's all about the masks we wear in the hallway and who we truly are on the inside. <gasps> 
I shit you not. And I'm like, holy shit. Like it's so wild. But even now it's like, I would have never saw myself doing this at all. And even writing, it was like such an intimate process to get edited and all these things. And it's like, oh my God. I never anticipated, but I had that feeling of, oh shit, this is going to outlive me. And oh shit, this is like, this is going to be the trajectory. This is the thing. This is what I deeply feel. And it's so wild. Because people have been like, you're going to make like six figures off this book. And like other people have been like, you're going to make the most money you've ever made, like in 2020. And people are just seeing this trajectory for me. And for me, I'm like, oh fuck, this was the thing, the quote unquote thing that is putting everything in motion. And it's wild. And and when it happens so unexpectedly, because the same thing happened for me, it's like, yes whoa, where did that come from? I had no idea. Like we couldn't have sat down and like imagined this, but like now that it's our reality, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So freaking wild. And I want to talk about that, especially because um, for those of you guys who are listening, Courtney, if you want to hear more of your story, like the background, I would say probably, cause we're going to get into like the nitty gritty good shit in yeah. this one. If you yeah. want to hear more of the story, listen to uh, the last podcast that I had her on. Um, you can just search her name and like search unleash your voice and I'll come right up this podcast. I really want to talk about where you were before you niched down to the hashtag queen that process was for you. And that, that feeling of, Oh fuck, this is bigger than me. I didn't, I couldn't have even planned this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so crazy. Cause yeah, I, so I've always loved social media. I've always Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sakes, my whole, I laugh, Joe and I laugh because my boyfriend of almost 10 years met, we met each other on MySpace. <laughs> That's so cool. I didn't even know. Well, actually I, I was on Nexopia. So I was like, that was my jam. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. love it. Yeah. So I, my, like when I say I've always loved social media, like I've literally always loved, and I did like before Tinder was a thing, MySpace, I was adding friends left and right. Like mm. I had, I think 3000 friends and they were all guys. I didn't know like 90% <laughs> of them in real life. You were I went on so many sketch ass dates from MySpace okay, Right? I literally thought I was going to die. How old are you now? So I had my, I'm 28, going to be 29. I keep saying I'm 29. Joe's like, you're not 29. So I think I'm like 30 and I'm 26. I'm like, oh, aren't I turning 30? Is this not what's happening? No. Oh yeah. Um, Because I'm thinking like you were only a couple of years, which probably makes sense at the time. Because when I was coming to the age or whatever, where you would be on MySpace. I was on Nexopia and like the idea that you could do sketchy dates for MySpace is mind blowing to me, but I was doing the same thing on Nexopia like two years later. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. And I was a late like Facebook person. Like I was, Mm. everybody was going to Facebook and I was like, ew, what the hell? You don't have top eight. Can't have (laughs) on your profile. (laughs) Like I liked it too. Cause I learned, I taught myself how to code and I would make these beautiful, I would literally spend all my time on the computer coding beautiful MySpace pages. So like website design, it's weird. Like looking back to like, that was like, I don't know, almost 13, 14 years ago. I've literally taken all that stuff that I loved back then and made a fucking multiple six figure business off of it. (laughs) Isn't that so wild? I always say like the things that you get in trouble with at school or the things that are like the things that people tell you not to do or not to waste your time on are oftentimes the things that are paying your bills. Cause like, even for me, I got in so much trouble talking in class or making friends or you don't even need to social. Yeah, exactly. And it's so funny (laughs) because I tell my mom, I don't know if I've told you this, but like my mom has strangers come up to her at work, like strangers to me, they'll come up to her at work. And my mom will say something like, um, 
oh, like, oh, it's, I don't know, something complaining probably. <laughs> so then someone comes up to her and says, you know what? You need to follow this girl on the internet. She's so inspiring. Oh my God. Like you just, her videos are so funny and we'll pull up a photo and show my mom a photo of me. <laughs> oh my God. Are you <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. And it's my favorite thing ever because my mom works with all these people who are my number one fans who have never met me. And when they do, they're even more fans of me because, like, come on. But yeah. <laughs> even it happened to my cousin. She was at work, and she calls my mom. She's like, you know what happened today? I said I, like, want to find my purpose or some shit. And someone showed me Danielle's Instagram. <laughs> Oh, that is the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) And it's like shit that it's so funny because I'm like, see mom, it helps that I talk to everyone and I talk so much because like, that's like now what I'm going to be known for is the shit that I got in trouble with at school. And like people who know you are like, you should follow this girl on the internet. My mom's like, I'm fine. I birthed her. Yeah. You're like, um, I made that. So I know that that's inside me somewhere. Right? (laughs) So funny. Oh my God. Yeah, but that's so cool. So like you're coding and you were doing all the things. Yeah, I was doing all the things and um, I, uh, I, it's weird because I never, like my, I worked through a lot of bullshit. I started off as a food blogger and, you know, I moved into like a lifestyle blogger and in the process of trying to grow a blog, I was trying to grow social media and um, I actually wrote down, I just had a call with a client before this call, and I wrote down this term that I told her she was doing. And now thinking about it is what most people are doing that are afraid to niche down, which is I wrote scarcity marketing tactics, aka marketing yourself as the everything girl, because you're scared of niching down when really niching down is the thing that's going to help you take off. Mm-hmm. But I get why people are scared because they're like, my thing was, if I'm the hashtag girl, no one's going to trust me for mindset. If I'm the hashtag girl, no one's going to trust me for, um, you know, other social media platforms or business coaching or, you know, whatever the fuck I want to do. Right. Because like ultimately social media, like I have so many plans. Like I want to be offline. I don't even really totally want to be online. I want like long-term wealth. I want to be an angel investor. Like I have so many different ideas for my like life. And, um, when I, didn't realize and the scarcity marketing mindset that I had of marketing myself as the it girl for everything was scaring the shit out of the people on the other side because um they would like if you're gonna hire a plumber do you hire a plumber who's also owns a small boutique and sells (laughs) beanies and uh also has like a butcher shop no because what the hell I'm I'm gonna hire a plumber who like knows plumbing and knows my pipes like yeah who knows my pipes <laughs> i had to <laughs> like i love that some of the shit that um, i say on the internet is like gold i once told people that they need to find someone to fill their crack <laughs> on a live stream and it's like probably my favorite thing so i love that you gotta get someone who knows your pipes knows my pipes knows but, your pipes but i love that because i feel like i'm in that like right now where i <laughs> i'm resisting so hard because I did what I thought was niching down and yeah. I would love to hear your perspective and like what your process was. Cause what I thought was niching down was like, ah, voice, like, blah, 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 like, yes. And then now that this book is like becoming its own entity and something that I know that I'm going to be so known for, I was talking to some of my friends the other day who are like super high level entrepreneurs and stuff like that. And I was saying, I'm attracting all these people 
into my, cause I'm going to do a get off your ass and into your life four month intensive. I've been talking yep. about, and they're like, Oh, I thought it was just for everyone. And I was like, no. Yeah. What? No. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, I fully thought, and I'm like, these are the, the caliber of people who I'm inviting in right now. And I'm attracting into my space right now are the everything person. Mm. And I'm like, this is weird. And they're like, well, yeah. Cause that's where your energy is at right now. And I was like, Oh fuck. I'm still resisting so hard. Yeah. down. So tell me what that was for you. Like the first kind of feeling of that, like, can you talk about what was kind of going on in your yeah. life with people who might not know that they're actually in that space? Totally. So how it kind of all came to like fruition was, um, the first thing I was struggling with was like niching down was like picking like a package or like something to sell because I was like, I can't just like what, if I write a package that like, it's meant for one person, then it like cuts off all these other people. Right. Like, and I didn't want to like, I needed money. Like, cause when I first started my business, like any other business owner, like I had no fucking money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my bills. And of course we all go through the bullshit of like, accepting clients who aren't a good fit and saying yes to things where we totally should have said no, but we needed money. So we did what we had to do. And it's hard to say no, even when you're like, I don't necessarily need this. Yes. You're like, I don't like that's, I'm in this space right now where it's like not necessarily rejecting, but it's like saying no and, yeah. and trusting yourself and backing yourself up. Totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then you second guess yourself sometimes, which is just mm -hmm. like another can of worms. Yep. And um, <laughs> So I created my first membership, which is still the same membership today. I just rebranded it and niched down. What uh, was it originally? It was called the She Social Society. Right. Um, my business, yeah, my business is She Social LLC. So it was the She Social Society, and it was um, all things Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, really just like it was a place that I could teach about whatever the hell I wanted to teach about and like get paid for it. And because I was scared of niching down and I got a decent amount of people like right off the bat, I got like 30 people and 30 people at, you know, $27 a pop. That's money coming in every single month, which is my favorite part about a membership. Yeah. And, um, I was like, cool. Like, this is cool. This is cool. Right. But then like six months in, it was still like 30 members. And I was like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm drained. I feel like everything that I'm doing isn't working. It's not scaling. And then also to the members that I did have, um, on the back end, I can see like who's logged in, who hasn't logged in, who's done this, who hasn't done this. And like everybody that was a member was like never logging in. Mm. And I was like, okay, first of all, out of like integrity, the person that I am, I don't want to collect your money. I don't want to be the Netflix of coaching. Like I don't want someone to sign up for an account and like, even though that might be a bad example because the fabletics of coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fabletics, right. I, fabletics. I skipped the month. I forgot to skip a month, like four months in a row one time. And I was like, yes. $200 on that fucking account. And then yeah. I had to buy a bunch of shit. And now I'm like, skip the month, skip the month, skip the month. Yes, exactly. I don't want to be that. I don't want to like, <laughs> like massage envy. That's another one. Like massage envy. Like people would like have like 400 massages and like two weeks to use them all. Like I don't what? want. What's massage food. envy? It's um, a local, it's an American uh, massage place. I know, right? Um, and basically it's a monthly subscription and you can go to all their locations to get massages. But if you miss, then it goes, you know, it's a credit to your account. And, um, but then like they have weird cancellation prop like things. And like, sometimes like if you try to cancel, then you have like all these massages, you could lose them all if you can't 
use them all. You know, yeah. I just don't ever want to be somebody that someone's paying and not taking advantage of the thing. hundred percent. Who they're, you're just like, you're like their side chick. Yes. You don't want to be anyone's I am side not chick. a side chick in any way, shape or form. Nope. I am the center of fucking. You're the chick. main bitch. That is me. One hundred percent bad bitch. I am 100% bad bitch. <laughs> Thanks, Lizzo. Yes. Shout out to you. Shout out to um, Lizzo. Shout out to Lizzo. I fucking love her. So <clears throat> I remember like looking at Joe and being like, something's off. Something's off. It's not scaling. I'm feeling burnt out. They're not doing it. And then I, and then my immediate reaction was like, shut it all down. <laughs> yeah. Try something else. Yeah. Just burn it. <laughs> burn it. Burn it. I did it. My business was so many things that were really great ideas. Like my favorite rapper, Russ, he always says this line in, um, in a couple of different of his songs, which is basically the essence of a lot of people are dope. They just quit too soon. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that so hard in my soul because until I do, I'm doing what I'm doing now, I was a quitter. I considered myself a quitter. Everything. I try things oh. and one mishap or thing that made me feel embarrassed or something I didn't like. And it was just like, er- we're done. The only thing I never quit on besides my business is Joe, which I don't yeah. understand sometimes because I'm like, how the hell did we get to 10 years? Like not give up on each other. I really, truly, I'm just like, I think, you know, he's my soulmate and that's the only reason why, because otherwise I'm like, I, there were so many guys I bounced. I like ghosted. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this guy came to my life and I don't know what happened, but <clears throat> long story short, I was like, something needs to change. Yeah. And then I realized after like doing some research and just like really thinking more than anything about myself of um, the number one reason people quit memberships. It was funny. I had thought about this and then I did research and I like totally confirmed my answer that I came up with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I don't do research as much anymore because I'm like just trusting myself. But back then it was like, I need confirmation that this is right. I need validation. (laughs) Someone validate me, please. I'm just in my head over here. Exactly. Totally. And basically what I realized was the number one reason people cancel memberships is information overwhelm. And it makes sense because if you log in to a membership site that you're paying for and there's so much stuff in there that you can't physically like feel like you can get it done, you're like, why am I even in here? I'm just going to cancel. I'm not even like going to try. You know what I mean? And so I realized like by having all this stuff and trying to be the it person in all these things was not only draining my energy and not serving me, it wasn't serving them. And Mm -hmm. so I had to get really, really clear about like, what is the thing that people are coming to me for? Number one, like the the number one thing. And how can I shift this um, to make it, because I just always wanted everything that I've done uh, to be filled with like love and the best intention that someone's actually going to get something from it. Mm-hmm. And so I realized really quickly that Instagram and hashtags were the thing. And so, um, but I was scared because I was like, this, like I said earlier, like if I'm hashtag girl, no one's going to trust me for anything else. And, um, luckily I'm the type of business person that just goes balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm the same way. I'm like, just, let's just fucking see what happens. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. And I think so many people like get caught in their head that they don't niche down even when they might have an idea. Mm. I think the two things holding people back from niching down is, um, obviously being scared. Um, and then, uh, and not wanting to like commit to that thing. And then also the other thing is like, what do I niche down to? I think those are the two biggest things. Yeah. Um, Cause, cause my, they don't want to put themselves in a box. 
Exactly. Exactly. But the cool thing about being your own boss is you are your own boss and you can change what you're known for tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like I was just thinking about like you and when I first found you and where you were at in your life Yeah. and the meditate Joe's first and last meditation of his life. <laughs> That's so wild to me. That's when I was passionate paycheck girl yeah. and I was working at Mac or had I just quit Mac? You had just quit. You were full time. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was so, that's like so far away. But and look at where you're at away. now and how things, how different things are. So different, like so freaking different. Yeah. Insane. So yeah. So I got scared, but then I was like, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Like I can burn this and start from scratch or I can take this thing, make it more niche, niche myself down, be known for something. Because I think the biggest benefit of a niche is being known for something. So then you're attracting people who want that thing and then they fall in love with you that they don't give a fuck what you teach or do because they love you. We're, we are our brand. Yeah. And people buy, people are listening to this podcast because they love you and they love me. Mm-hmm. Like point blank period. That's why. And why people, wouldn't you? Like, come on. Yes, come on. For real. I mean, we're so fucking lovable. It's ridiculous. Yes. You know? So um, no, it's actually not ridiculous. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, so <laughs> accurate. Yes. <laughs> We love each other. We love ourselves. We yes. love everyone. We, we love, love you. Yes. It's a lot of love around it's here. a lot of love. Um, and so I got really crazy. And I literally, in one night, decided I was going to change everything. So I took Thanks. out like 90% of what was in my membership site and I made it free. <laughs> I put it oh, in, a, yeah. in, a, in a protected page. So at least I got an email address in exchange and I remember like being so scared because I was like, what if all these people cancel? Like all this stuff they're just paying for is now free 99. Like, yeah. um, I was terrified, but then the most magical thing happened. And I went from 30 members to 330 members in four months. And I went from $500 a month to over $10,000 a month mm-hmm. in four months. And it has never dropped since. <laughs> That's so epic. And so for you, what was that when you're like, hashtags are the thing? Like, imagine someone's listening to this and maybe they feel like what they do is quote unquote intangible or whatever, right? Because it's like, how do we measure? So say that's someone who's like in a holistic life coaching or health coaching or relationship coaching or confidence coaching or something like that. If they're like, what's that like one thing? There's not one thing that I do. I do all of it. Like, what's that one thing? What is something that you would say to them to be like, like, how did you be like, ah, hashtags or ah, Instagram? And yeah. what would you let them know? Cause to say if they want to, um, I know that we didn't talk about this before, so I'm just going to ask you, uh, I know you, you have thing, you have something for a membership if people want to start a membership. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's my, new, that's my new thing. Up. That's like my first branching out yes. into, uh, not being just the hashtag girl. Um, yeah. I would say, the number one thing, um, is really just looking on all your stuff and what you're offering and what lights you up. If it doesn't light you up, it doesn't, it's not an option. It's take it off the fucking table mm-hmm. because nothing's going to work if it doesn't light you up. Like so selling true. something to, to make money will never work. <laughs> I know that sounds so counterintuitive, but like, yeah. if you really look at people who sell products and services who are doing well, um, they love what they're doing. 
They love it because it's changing someone's life. Even if it's just knitting a blanket, they put so much love and energy into that blanket because they know the person on the receiving end are going to be obsessed with that blanket. You know what I mean? And, and so who sell just to sell, you'll see them disappear. Oh yeah. And you can, yeah. and the internet can sniff out bullshit faster than any other thing in the whole entire universe. Yeah. And we all know Sally who signed up to sell bulletproof coffee because she thought it sounded cool to make extra money. No offense to bulletproof coffee. I just, <laughs> um, and if you really love the pro like, that's why I never did good with MLMs and I'm an amazing saleswoman. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I can, my, my parents used to always tell me I should be a lawyer because I'm good at convincing people. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is I don't want to convince somebody to buy my thing. I want to sell to somebody who really wants my thing and I'm going to be the person to get them to where they want to go with the thing that's yeah. Mm -hmm. So first thing, take everything off the table that doesn't light you up. If you don't fully back the product or the service and you're not fully into it and it's because you're trying to quote unquote make extra money on the side, keep searching until you find something that you can make money with, which really honestly, you can make money doing anything. Like there's yeah. a there's a membership out there. I, I use this in my marketing when I was talking about my new membership course. Um, he makes six figures from teaching people how to grow orchids. Oh my God. Amazing. I can yeah. teach people how to grow avocado plants. Do you see it? It's bumping. Thanks for asking. Oh my God. You could. You could. <laughs> hey, I live in Canada and I'm growing avocado and I don't yeah, have to fuck with do it. it. I'll just give you ideas. So can you? Right? I say nice. And people are like, how did, it's so funny because people ask me the most random questions. And then when I answer, like, cause I don't think people I talk sometimes, most of the time. Um, so they're like, oh, why is your avocado plant growing so like fast? And I'm like, I don't know. I say nice things to it. And then someone the other day was like, why is your hair so shiny? I was like, I don't know. I brush it. Like, it's just, like I don't know. <laughs> I just brush it and say nice things to my plants. Yes. That's perfect. how to get That's to where you want to go in life. Success. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love you. So much. I love you too. Um, yeah, we could start yeah. off. You could literally start a membership or a, create a course or create a coaching program around and because if you look at anybody like that person who wrote that book that person who created that product it's because they saw a need and they were passionate about it and then they they made a business out of it now of course there are people out there who are in business just to make money and those circumstances are different they're probably miserable and all they have is money yeah yeah. Um, so you don't want that, obviously. Like we're here because we want to like light ourselves up and light our clients up and get paid really good at the same time. Um, so I would say number one, find a thing that lights you or a few things at least that light you up. Then I would go into your life and look and pay attention. Like the amount of people, it cracks me up when people are like, Oh, I don't know what to do next. I'm like, do you not talk to your people? Like, do they not ask you questions? Like, I know for a fact, every single person who's listening to this, even if they don't own a business, has family and friends coming to them for things. Hey, I need makeup done. I know I can call Danny. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny because I was talking about this on my Instagram story a while back where I was like, it is wild to me because I taught a couple special effects makeup. And so here's my like, my value system, like, you know how you said you want to like do a bunch of things like with your life. I want to single-handedly fund the arts. Uh, like that's, <laughs> I know we're all shocked, <laughs> like, <I'm so> surprised. <laughs> um, but like, for example, our province is cutting 50, 50, 50% wow. from the arts over the next five years. And it's just like, F that. So I single-handedly want to fund the arts, but there's a lot of things like I'll go teach in school still and I'll go to do artist residency just for funsies. Cause it's so fun. 
Yeah. And I'll teach special effects makeup once in a while because I just like love playing with blood, guts, and gore. It's so random. Oh, and it's so yes, I love it. I love it. It's so fun. Um, and just like being around kids and like have it and like being around um young adults and like 17, 18 year olds who are like finding themselves and like hearing them like be totally unleashed in who they are is just so fun for me. And it's like I just love it. And yeah. so I have this rule where it's like I'm not gonna take a, because I want people in the arts to recognize that there's so much work and there's so much that they can do. Mm -hmm. I never want to take a job away from like, because I run my own business. I number one, I don't need this. Number two, it's super fun. It's like a hobby for me. Number three, I want artists to know that they can get paid really fucking well. Yeah. And they can get like a thousand dollars a week for going into the school system and teaching. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, well, it's like the arts and the spiritual. I think those two are the ones that they like accept such a low standard sometimes yes. and it's like no 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 you're changing lives a hundred percent a hundred like you deserve to be paid all that and a bag of chips like yes and it's so funny how when you actually lean it oh right I was like what was I talking about but um, <laughs> we do that a lot <laughs> yeah right it's like wait what was I talking but when you lean into the things that actually like light you up and stuff like that you'll like make money like it's so I, I started thinking about every single job this is like off topic but then I'll go back to what I was saying originally <laughs> well I was thinking about every single job I've ever done and I've never ever taken a job even my even my office jobs never to make money when I was 13 years old I walked into stage west which is a dinner theater here in Calgary with and you have to be like 14 to work um in, in Canada or whatever in Alberta and uh -huh. I walked in with my resume I said my birthday's in a week I want whatever job. I will wash dishes. I will do whatever, but I want to see the actors rehearse and I want to get to know what they do. And I want to get to know that process. I know I was like, yeah, I, when I literally said at eight years old, I was like in theater. I was no in theater. I once asked one of my counselors, one of my camp counselors in acting school. And I ended up like, he ended up directing me in a show and like, I ended up babysitting for them. So it was super funny, but I was like, I'm so sorry that I was such an annoying kid. Cause I was like, Kelly, can you add a line? Because I don't feel like Margaret is really understood in this play. And it was much ado about nothing, which is Shakespeare. And he's like, it's Shakespeare. You're 12. I'm not adding shit. Like, no. I, like, I feel like she's so misunderstood. I still feel like she's misunderstood. But I was like, yo, I feel like she's so misunderstood. But it's so funny because I thought about that. And I thought about getting to makeup and doing retail. And I worked, when I did retail, I worked at a plus size store. because, And I was writing on the mirrors before it was cool. And I remember... Oh yeah, and I was like, "You're beautiful, and you're this," and I was like, just so happy to make people feel really good in their clothes and like do confidence stuff like that. Everything I did was so de deeply linked to my purpose, and I could not not do that. Like people would say, "Go get a real job," or "Go get it this," or "Why are you always?" Okay, this? I'm so over this. Go get a real job. If it pays money, it's a real fucking job. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, we need to put that in bold on a mug. Yes. Like, 100%. a real job is a job that you get to do and you get paid for it. And it's even better when it's something that you fucking like. So I'm sorry your miserable ass thinks that you need to work and climb the corporate ladder and cry every day on your lunch. Hell yeah. But I'm not doing that. A hundred percent. fucking yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, yes. Um... Oh, this is so good. Oh, I could go on for days about that. So many people in my life are so like family and friends from like yes. the past yeah. that are just, I get it. They're scared, you know, and I was there, but like you get one fucking life yeah. that we know of, right? I believe that, you know, our souls live on, but like 
scientifically we know right now you get one life yeah why would you waste any of it doing shit that is just so boring and un and unfulfilling and makes you miserable like yeah and why compare hearts i remember in university um when i was like working like like multiple jobs and I was doing rehearsals and I was working my ass off and my family would say, well, if you're stressed out, just quit. Or they would say, well, you're, or I have an individual in my life um, who says, well, you're, you just play pretend all day. So why? And I say, I, they still say this. They still say, and I'm like, okay, like what you work in waste management. Talk about projection mirroring 101. Come on. You work in waste (laughs) management. Okay. You're, like you're by not that that's bad at any point, but they're no. two very different things. <laughs> like our jobs are polar opposite. Like you, like they're incomparable. So like, don't compare hearts. Um, but before I went on a tangent, I was going to say like, it's so funny to me because now I, I still get these jobs that come up to me or like people come up to me they give me like, Hey, do you want to do artist residency? Do you want to do this makeup workshop? I'm, I'm still known kind of as the makeup girl. And it's so funny because a lot of people don't realize that sometimes when you think you're building a reputation, you're actually building a legacy. Mm. And when you focus on building a reputation, you're always trying to one up yourself. And when you focus on building a reputation, like when you're thinking about the industry that you're in and yeah. you want to be known and you want to be the industry leader and you're a stronghold it, right? You think you're building a reputation, but when you actually lean into something like, for example, a hashtag fall society, like, or even like the book or like whatever, it's like, when you lean into that, what you don't realize until you're in it is you're building a legacy. So it's not like, I don't want to say easier in the form of like the amount of work that it takes, but the yeah. amount of fulfillment that you feel is totally different. And they'll yeah. see you as that forever because people still are like, Danny's the makeup girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I haven't done it for like three years. Totally. I, yeah. I think I think, you know, in, in 15 years from now, when I'm not even, when hashtags maybe don't even exist, because I don't know, people will still call me the hashtag girl. <laughs> 100%. I was the passion to paycheck girl for as long. People still call me. Do you remember? I don't know if you followed me. I was strive and shine, YYC. Uh, yep, I do remember. My family still, it's so funny. We'll be at like family dinners or whatever, and I'll like open my phone and they'll be like, hey, I'm just here with strive and shine, YYC. And- <laughs> funny though but people like will remember that forever 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 and it's and it's it's not it's about the journey right not about the destination and and I think so many people are so focused on like the destination of like making money being quote-unquote successful like having this whatever it is that they're looking for and really like if you don't pay attention to the journey and then you just get there it's like what's the fucking point Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I remember one time I was teaching class and I told this, um, and I felt like so profound when I said it. <laughs> and I was like, it's like climbing to the top of a mountain, right? And you just getting to the top and then going back down. But like the beauty is in the hike, you know, it's the mm-hmm. nature and the streams and the, of course, the view at the top might, may or may not be beautiful depending on where you're hiking, but yeah. you know, it's the journey and, and, and going through that is like where the magic happens. And so I, I think once you figure out whatever those things are that light you up and then really tuning into what are people asking? And so I realized that people were reaching out to me, asking me like, how are you growing your Instagram? How are you doing this? How are you doing that? And so I was like, obviously there's a need 
for this, which this kills me because so many people are like, there's too much competition. If I hear that one more motherfucking time, I'm going to gouge my eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) Competition is a good thing. It means there's a need and that you're, it's, you know how much easier it is when there's uh, people asking for that. And there's a lot of coaches doing it versus like when I started hashtags, people knew that they needed hashtags, but they didn't know how important they were. Like, and, and so now it's easier because it's, I've like kind of started a movement in a sense that in the beginning, it was so much education of telling people why they need hashtags, which was like way hard versus like if you're a Reiki coach or a Reiki master not coach, Reiki practitioner. And there's a lot of other Reiki practitioners is because the world needs a lot of fucking healing yeah. and your purpose is so needed. Like, yeah. so instead of being scared of thinking you're competing against all these people, like there's so many different people doing what you're doing uh, because not everybody is meant to come to you for that thing. Like we all have our own circle of people who are supposed to come to us and we're a part of their journey and they're a part of ours and really just embracing like knowing that you're here to change people's people's lives that you're here to change and like don't worry about the others so for me it was like i realized people are coming to me for hashtags and i was like well i guess we're gonna just go for it so we went for it and before i knew it just like a couple weeks ago i saw some girl um created the exact same thing as me and at first not gonna lie i got really like sad because i was like fuck but then i was like you know what no that means I'm doing something right. Like I'm doing yes. something magical and, and people see value in that. And you know, it's, it's, it's just going to keep getting better and better and better. And one day I won't even be doing this. So I might as well soak it up while I can. Yeah. I love that. And like, honestly, they, even if someone does exactly what you do, they don't do it in your way. Exactly. Like, yeah, and they exactly. couldn't even like come close to doing it in your way. And there's even artists who I work side by side with and we'll go teach classes together. And they're like, totally blown away with how I conduct myself. And it's just something that is me. It's not something that I'm putting on. It's not this knowledge that everyone, like, it's not something that you can Google. It's just how I am. It's how I be. It's who I is. Right. And like, that's what wows people. It's not just what you have. It's who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And like 99.99999% of people who like, they might come to me for hashtags, but they stay because they want to be with me. They want to be my energy. Yeah. You know, like I literally make money off people wanting to be in my energy and pick my ear and like be inspired by what I'm doing. Yeah. And to me, like, can't have a better job in the world than that. A hundred percent. So good. I have one final question for you and it might be a little bit of a big one, but I've been exploring this. Um, as I told you before, I've kind of been writing a little second whatever to this book that I'm launching in the world. And one thing that I've really been writing about right now and just thinking about in life is anointing yourself. And so I would love to hear from your perspective, what that was for you when you're like, oh, I don't want to be the hashtag girl. And then being like, I'm the fucking hashtag girl. Like, what was that for you of anointing yourself? Cause I, and like, let me know if it was like an external thing, but I feel like it probably wasn't, but yeah. might be like an external thing that was like randomly someone was like, yes, you're worthy or something. Like, what was that for you of anointing yourself and taking ownership of your message of what you were doing and going from, I don't want to be that thing and having like a 
almost like an attitude around it, like be like belittling your message yeah. versus like stepping into it and what that was for you. Yes. Um, to be fully transparent, I still mm-hmm. struggle with worthiness. Mm-hmm. Um, worthiness is, uh, I think going to be a long, a lifelong journey for yeah. me. Um, and Same I still, <laughs> yeah, I still come, I, I think for me, like, uh, I always made my, like still to this day struggle with my bank account reflects my worthiness. And oh, so yeah. ooh, it's, it's a hard one. It's a really hard one. And I have a lot of, um, struggles and, and mindset things that I'm trying to get over of like making more money than my boyfriend and ooh, yeah. intimidating him and demasculine tizing. I don't know what the fucking word is. We're making it up. Demasculatizing him. Always. I love making up <laughs> words. I always do. Yeah. I think I said that in therapy. We go to couples therapy. I said that the other day and my therapist was like, I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think that's a thing, but all right, keep going. But I realized like a, re- a recent realization I had is like, I haven't been stepping into my full potential because of fear of how I'm going to make Joe feel. Mm. because my boyfriend has really bad depression and having a job and finding his purpose has been hard enough. And I didn't want to shine so bright to make him feel like he couldn't. Mm. And so, um, I've been, I've, it's been a journey, but I would say what really helped me take ownership of being the hashtag girl was, um, really just seeing how many lives I have impact. I mean, I can't tell you how many messages I've got of women telling me like they quit their job and decided to go for it because of me. And I have mentors who did that for me. And I know how much that meant to me to finally like give me the courage to like go out and do what I was meant to do. And honestly, it's like, I have a whole folder on my phone of screenshots of women that are doing amazing things in their life, whether that's making a lot of money or not, they're just happy. And that really made me realize like the impact that I could have by getting over my fucking self. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and really just like learning to just let go and kind of go with the flow and let the universe guide me to where I was supposed to go. Um, I I always say like, I never felt more in control when I gave, than when I gave up the control and given it, given it up to the universe. Yeah. Um, it it feels so real, isn't it? Right. Like it's so real. I am such a control. I have anxiety. So like, I like controlling things. I like um, like, thank God Joe is such a go with the flow kind of person. Um, yeah. because like, I like what I like and I like what I like. And, yeah. um, it's been a really big journey for me. But when I realized like every time I was trying to control my life, going to college, taking these jobs, like doing all these things that like robot Courtney thought she had to do to be quote unquote successful. The moment I like threw all that shit out the window and just like laid into the bed of the universe and gave up the control to the universe and let it guide me and trust my gut, which has always been right. Yeah. I never felt more in control of my life than I do right now. And so, um, I think stepping into the hashtag queen and just owning, um, owning it and knowing the impact that I'm having, um, and that, I can rewrite my, my story at any time. I can, I can change it tomorrow, today, after this call ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's kind of just been where I'm at. It's like just trusting that the next move is always going to present itself to me and um, not being afraid uh, to try different things that 
the old Courtney definitely would have been scared to try because every single time that I've tried something new, it's always worked out for me, whether it was a lesson or actually got the thing that I wanted. And uh, mm-hmm. I just kind of keep leaning into that. Mm, I love that so much. I always <laughs> say like the worst case scenario goes terribly wrong. So the worst case scenario. Like exactly. that's not that bad or it, or it's like, it's, it's just not right. Like that's fine. <laughs> like yeah. you just pivot. It's oh fine. It's so true. And like, you don't live in your worst case scenario your whole life. No. And honestly, like even the times where I'm like, oh fuck, like shit hit the fan. It's been, it's the reason why I am who I am right now. Yeah. It yep. forced me to be like, oh, you want this? Okay, fine. But yeah. that's not actually what you really want. So here's yes. what oh my God. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. 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 Every single time I remember I got fired from my job and I remember crying so hard because Joe didn't have a job. So I was, it was all on me. And I remember like, just like getting in my car and I stopped crying for like a moment. And I remember just like looking up and being like, okay, universe, I know you did this for a reason. So show me. And that next year I made like 10 times what I would have made if I was still in that other job. Mm-hmm. And I stopped having daily panic attacks because I was in my own energy. I was my own boss and I was in control of my life more than I had ever had been. Yeah. And I was able to, Joe didn't have to go back to work to have a job and, and try to get over his depression and he could heal because we made enough money in our business that he could be at home and, and take the time that he needs to heal himself from the inside out. So it's like, holy shit, the thing that I thought in that moment was going to ruin my life projected me into the life that I have today. Yeah. That like, it's so wild. It's so wild. Some of my like lowest income months were the months that I started writing the book. (gasps) Oh my God. Isn't that wild? Like actually. Yeah. And it was like wild things happened. Relationships ended. I moved into a dream apartment and then I didn't have it anymore. And it was just like, clients weren't like the clients that I wanted. So I stopped taking clients and I hit $97. I'm going from like 8k to $97. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck. And then I started writing a book. And then actually my friend Dana, who the book is dedicated to. Oh, I love her. I love her. And she, we, we were on the phone and I was bitching and complaining and moaning about signing clients and blah, blah, blah. And she said, so what, oh, and she signed up for, um, Jensen Sarah. I've never actually told this story. She signed up. Well, now that I know I'm on the podcast, but she signed up for Jensen Sarah's, um, like write your book proposal in however many days, like it was like 10 days to write your yeah. book proposal. And I said, that's so fucking cool. And I was so, it's so fucking cool. I've never heard of that program. <laughs> it's super cool. Yeah. It's super cool guys. And I remember I was so fucking emotional and she's like, well, yeah, you should do it with me. And I was like, Dana, I gotta be really real with you. I, I can't even like, I don't even have the money to do that right now. Like I do, I can't even give it to you. And I felt like such a failure because I had been so high and I had dropped so low Yeah. and she emailed it to me and I'm getting like all emotional. I know. (laughs) Um, she emailed it to me and she said, I like, oh my God. I like, <laughs> I'm crying now. Like, right? I, cry. I, I never cry. So this is, like, I know I'm, well, I'm a fucking cry baby. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'll cry if I'm mad, but I never cry like that much as being like touched. But she said, I believe in you. Now go believe in you too. Oh. And then within three days, I know within three days I had a full book proposal and I was sending out query letters and I just like, didn't fucking stop. And I just like, 
and look at where I'm at right now, 120 books of sales. Oh my God. Fucking shout out to Dana and a Dana real ass friend. Oh yeah. That's a real ass friend. She literally was like, I'm just going to email it to you. And I remember I felt like so, I felt like I was doing wrong, something wrong and illegal because I didn't pay oh. for it. Dana paid for it. And I was like, oh my God. And it was so funny, but like, that's a real ass friend. And like the entire book, like when you, when you get it, you'll see the first page, it just says, Remember that one time that you said, I believe in you, can I go believe in you too while I'm doing it? Oh my God. Okay. I can't. I know me and Dana's love affair is like real. Like we're like, there's so much love. And she's, she's going to fly from Bali for the book launch. She told me that. Okay. If everybody listening to this does not have a Dana in your life, go get one. You need to find one because that is literally I mean, Joe is my Dana. He believed yeah. in me before I even believed in myself. And mm-hmm. you can't make your dreams happen without a support system. It's just not possible. Yeah. And you shouldn't. No. Who wants to do, who wants to go, you know, through life alone, you know? And yeah. it doesn't have to be, um, it can be a friend. It can be a, a partner. Like there's, so, it, it's the power of a friend like that is yeah. so real. And it's so wild because it doesn't, this person doesn't have to be like, right, like, I, I struggled for a really long time because Dana was in Calgary for a bit and then she left. She went yeah. to Bali and like followed her. And then I fell. And then my other best friend, Sam, who's like such a huge support, like people will see her in my story, Sam Tastic. She's in Australia. So I had two of my main people. On the other side of the on world. On the other side of the world. And I felt so distraught and I had just gone through a breakup and I was like, I have no one. And like, like I said, my family has said stuff to me like, you play pretend all day, like all that stuff. And I just couldn't, like, I just could not find that locally but me and Dana FaceTimed all the time and like me and Sam messaged when whenever she had wi-fi and it was like if you cannot have that directly in your life plug into it where you can yeah even a podcast listening to this listening like for me too like a lot of the people that um were my quote-unquote friends were you know the Gabby Bernsteins and the Amanda Francis's and the uh (laughs) Amy Porterfield's on podcasts yeah because I felt like they got me, even though I wasn't live talking to them. Right. Mine so was Melanie Ann Lair is my recent one. Yeah. I, for some reason, I, I stumbled upon her and I'm like, I've never heard someone talk in the energy of how I, like, it feels very artsy and it feels very, yeah. like, woke, but, like, also oh really real. Yeah. And I just, like, live in that energy sometimes and I'm like, there's no one around. So what can I plug into? Yes. Yes. So yes, fucking yes. good. So, oh, so this good. is so good. Um, where can people find you? Yeah. Where do you hang out? Um, I'm on Instagram every day. No way. Danny will type it in the show notes. I will. I will. My last name is hard. Um, I'm like, Joe, can you just marry me already? So I'm going to just change my last name. (laughs) I can finally spell it. I had a moment the other day where I went to go type it. I was going to send you, I think it was when I was sending you the link and I was like, oh my God, three years later and I can finally (laughs) spell it. (laughs) First try. It was magical. Oh, I love that. Um, So yeah, Instagram. And uh, I have a Facebook group called the Boss Lady Social. So if you're looking to find a biz bestie online, there's over 3,000 women in there that are amazing that you could I love that group. I'm in that group. I love that group. I know. I love when you show up in there. It makes me so happy. Um, And (laughs) then- It was so good. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. And then um, if you're interested in learning about hashtags, you can join the Hashtag File Society. Just Google Hashtag File Society. We'll pop up. Um, 
Um, but come say hi, slide into my DMs. I love, I literally waste so much time. Well, no, it's not waste because I love it. Yeah. Messaging people all day long. Joe's like, like, you should probably like do something else. And I'm like, uh, actually, no, I shouldn't because I'm building connections and yeah. building my heart up with love. So, and we love socializing. So it's like, we get to like chat it. and hang out with people. Yeah, yeah, being home so all day. Like it's, it is like a form of like being at work in a sense of like communicating with coworkers. And so totally. if you slide into my DMs, it will be me 1000% and I will mm-hmm. write you back. So come say hi. Oh my God. I love that so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Oh my God. Wait till next year. Episode three, Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. 100%. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. I'll put everything in the show notes. Anything, any last words for the humans? (sighs) My last words would be take a chance on yourself. Take a chance Mm. on yourself. Niche down, do that thing that you never thought you could do. And 365 days later, you will be mind blown. Oh my God, I love that. Thank you. you. Love you. What is up, friends? Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. As promised, all your goodies are in the show notes below. So you can go ahead and swipe up and claim those. That's where all the information is on where you can find me, all the resources on my website, all the juicy, juicy info, where to find me on Instagram and all that fun things. Also, if we had a guest in this episode, you can bet your bottom dollar that I put all their juicy details below as well. So go ahead and swipe up and claim those. If you've got a friend where you're like, oh my God, they need this episode in their life, please, please, please share it with your humans. I want to get this work and these amazing epic guests and this podcast to as many human beings as physically possible so we can continue to unleash our voice and get really unfiltered up in this bitch. Okay. So go ahead, share with your friends, tag me on Instagram. If you want to share a screenshot of the show and you know what sharing is really, truly caring. So go ahead, go forth, multiply, share this with your friends. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the unleash your voice podcast. Until next time, go be bold, be bright, be you. You're fabulous. Stop being so goddamn secretive about it. I love you guys so much. Later, Gators.